0: You know what? It's really fun to be here. You gotta bring a flag on for me, man. Yes, Irving. Irving to the basket. Irving got it! Man, I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Many things possible. Many things possible! Hayward driving and trapping. Hanging, hanging, for it. Hayward hey, with two seconds left to go. The Celtics up two what's up what's up what's up what's up how are we doing how are we doing and welcome to episode number 43 of the banner banter podcast i'm your host and most disappointing Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. It's uh, episode number 43 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. Celtics are now down two games to one after losing to the Milwaukee Bucks at TD Garden on a Friday night at 8 o'clock. 123 to 16. And last Last episode in episode 42, thanks so much for listening to episode 42. I talked about the 10 things that I thought the Celtics needed to do to win this basketball game, so we'll break them down for you right now before we actually break down the actual game. And sorry if my voice sucks, I did a lot of hooting and hollering tonight because that's how I roll in section 315. So, 10 keys to the game. Number one, defend the three-point line. The Bucks shot 15-37 from three and the Celtics shot 16-40 from three. So we'll consider that a push, all right? If if we're gambling here, let's consider that a push. Number two, defend Giannis. Couldn't do it. Dude took 13 shots from the field overall. 13 shots. He scored 32 points because he took 22 free throws. So Giannis, Giannis, Greek freak, the MVP of the league, whatever the fuck you want to call him, basically said, after game two the the celtics were basically committing flagrant fouls In this game he said i didn't care i don't care how you defend me i don't care how hard you follow me i want to go to the basket and that's what and that's what happened 22 free throws 22 free throws 16 of 22 16 of 22. you would have to combine jason Tatum al horford And Gordon Hayward, who all went 6-for-6, 6-for-6, 4-for-4. 16. Three dudes. 16 free throws. They went 16-for-16. This dude went 16-of-22. Number three. Defend Chris Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton only took 12 shots tonight. You take that. You know, because I think last game he took much more, but probably no one... The Celtics luck that's probably not the case. Let's see how many took you. How many took last game? Uh, let's see, he took uh, 18 shots and he went eight of 10 of 18, seven of 12. So last game, 10 of 18, seven of 10 from three. This game, he went. Let's see here. Sorry, folks, really not prepared that much. Literally just walked in the door. This time, he went six of 12, so six shots less from overall in the field. Four shots lost from three. Still scored 20 points and was only a plus three. If you actually look at the Bucks starters, they were a plus one, a plus seven, a plus three, a plus ten, and a minus nine. And all the bench guys were in the plus. Absolutely ridiculous. So let's just say, number one, Bucks were a push and the Celtics were a push. So that's even. Number two, Bucks won that one. Defending Middleton... You know, you know he's going to get 17 and 20 points a game. You're content with that, so consider that a push. Kyrie has to outplay Bledsoe, and he did. Eric Bledsoe sucked in this game. Bledsoe went 4 15 from the field, minus nine. Literally the only player on the Bucks who was in the negative in the plus minus category. And George Hill played so much better than Kyrie, so we'll consider that a Bucks win. Then Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward needed to have a big night. He sucked went 2 of 8 from shooting. Absolutely terrible. But hey, he went 4 of 4 from the free throw line. Hooray. Who gives a fuck? Bucks win that one. Number six, can the real Jason Tatum st- please stand up? And guess what? He did. Celtics won that one. He had 20 points. He was a minus 15. Really not ideal, but guess what? He improved. You know, he only scored 8 points combined in the first two games. He scored 20 points in this one. He improved. That's a good thing. Now the Bucks are going to have to adjust, so I will take that. You know, y- you take that. And then number seven, more Shemi instead of Baines. Shemmy did pick up an offensive foul. Shemmy hit a couple threes in the corner because they let him be, but then Shemmy took a couple bad decisions, and Giannis picked up a couple offensive fouls on him. Baines only played two minutes, so I guess the Bucks win that one too because I guess more Shemmy didn't really work out. Number eight, attack the basket. Get to the free throw line. Celtics shot twenty three percent better, made six more free throws, and still locked the game. So I'll take that as a Bucks win there. So so far we got a push, a Bucks win, a push, a Bucks win, a Bucks win, a Celtics win, a Bucks win, a Bucks win. Number nine, rebound. The rebounding was equal. Each team had forty four rebounds. I was content with that either way, but technically it's a push, so that's that. And then number ten, adversity. Show some adversity. Celtics came out ready to play tonight. And the Celtics, the second the Celtics lost the lead, they said, you know what, we're good. And they couldn't do anything. So the Celtics sucked with adversity. So the Bucs win that one. So out of those 10, Celtics win one. There's three even, three pushes, if you will, and the Bucks win six of them. And that's why the Bucks won the game. Now, the five keys to the series that I've mentioned, rebounding. It was equal. And you really can't be mad at it. You know, the the Bucks. Shot fifty percent from the field. Celtics shot forty three percent of the field. Celtics only, I think, got six offensive rebounds. Bucks got, I think, seven or eight offensive rebounds. So everything was really even there. So you can't be upset about that. Free throw attempts. This is where you want to punch someone directly in the face because, folks, there were a lot of calls tonight that you know were like eh, really not ideal. End of the end of the day, Celtics got. 32 free throw shots. I can't even remember the last time that that happened. I think that's what the Celtics got combined in the first two games. The Bucs got 36. The Bucks only hit 24 out of their 36 free throws. That is 66% from the free throw line. The Celtics went 30 of 32. That's 93.8%. And they lost. So you made, you took four less free throws... But you made six more free throws, and you still lost. <sighs> turnovers, number three key to the series. The Bucks had fifteen, so you're like, "Oh, the Bucks had fifteen. That's awesome." Celtics had seventeen turnovers. Celtics had nine turnovers at halftime. Guess how many they had at the end of the first qu- end of the third quarter? Ten. They only had one turnover in the third quarter and they lost the third quarter by 9 points like what like you can't it's unf- i can't even explain it i shouldn't even be doing this podcast right now i literally cannot cannot explain how angry i am about this everything like the eye test showed that the celtics sh- it should have been a closer game box score wise Celtics should have won by a thousand. A thousand. Celtics had 17 or 18 turnovers. Bucks only scored 12 points off those turnovers. The Bucks had 15 turnovers. The Celtics scored 28 points off turnovers. So they were literally doing everything. There were so many times. The Bucks drove the ball to the middle of the key. Celtics swiped at it. They got it. They ran up the court. Made great things happen. You know, for example, Jason Tatum stole the ball from Miracic in the start of the fourth quarter. And you're like, oh boy, if they can just get a couple more stops, cut this down to six, good things are going to happen. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Oh, Oh, my God. Points in the paint. The fourth biggest thing, in my opinion, in this series. Celtics have won every single battle so far in this series the bucks won 52 to 24 28 point difference 28 point difference in the paint that's unbelievable the bucks only scored 28 points in the fourth quarter oh boy this one hurt guys this one hurt The Celtics did so many great things. And they still looked terrible. (laughs) And then finally, pace. You know, game one, the pace was 100. Which was three paces below, if you will, the regular season average. So you're like, okay, hey, that's great. Game two, they lost by 21. Bucks had... A 103 pace, which is their season average. Game three, lose by seven. Should have lost by a million. Their pace was 107, So the pace was different in this game. Bucks really wanted to push it. And the Celtics couldn't capitalize. So, I know this has been really depressing so far, and if you're still listening this far, thanks so much. I appreciate that. This one just really hurts a little bit. It really does. You know, Tatum was so good tonight. He really was. Tatum was great. He was taking steps in instead of jacking up three-pointers. You know, and then you look at, like, Marcus Morris. Six of eight. Sixteen points. Eight boards. Sure, he had four turnovers. Really not ideal. But he was just solid. Jason Tatum was solid. Al Horford. Solid. Jalen Brown, solid. Daniel Tice, sucked. Aaron Baines, sucked. Semi sucked. Tyre Rogier, sucked. Gordon Hayward, for the most part, sucked. Kyrie Irving, played 42 minutes and sucked. And I'll explain that in this week or this episode of Stud and dud of the game playoff edition and now it is time for your celtic stud and dud playoff edition so this episode episode 43 stud and dud of the game there are no studs from the boston celtics zero you want to know who the studs were George Hill and Patrick Covington, or Connington, anyways, from the Milwaukee Bucks. The two of them combined to score 35 points, a combined plus 14 in this game. Patrick Covington, or Connington, whatever the hell his name is, is from Arlington, Massachusetts, or Arlington, Massachusetts kid. And Arlington is known for hockey. If you're from the state of Massachusetts, you think Arlington as a hockey town. And this dude who went to Notre Dame instead of Boston College, Arlington Catholic. Like, if you're going to go to a Catholic school in this state and stay local, you go to Boston College. Or Holy Cross. This kid went to Notre Dame, Boston College arch rival. And he came into TD Garden tonight and went off. He absolutely went off. 5'11 from the field. 14 points. 7 boards. Unbelievable. He had more rebounds than Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. Not combined, but individually. And George Hill. He's a veteran. I, I'd love George Hill on my team any day of the week. But George Hill literally got trade for Matthew Della Vadova. John Henson. He went to UNC. Looks like He's never had a cheeseburger in his life because he's a stick figure and a protected 2021 20, first-round draft pick. And this dude, George Hill, scored 21 points at 9 of 12 shooting, outplayed Kyrie. Literally, he was a plus 8. Kyrie was a minus 7. He was 15 points better than Kyrie tonight. Only scored like 7 or 8 points less than Kyrie. And he's a plus 21 in the series. The Bucks are 21 points better when George Hill is on the floor. Think about that, folks. I just literally leaned back like I was Fat Joe, okay, to take that in because that's terrible. George Hill should not be the difference in this basketball game or shit, not even the basketball game. But the whole series, the whole series, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. Uh, Like, he has better numbers, technically, than Giannis does. Like, it's mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing to me. And the dud of the game is Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that's right. I said it. The dud of the game is Kyrie Irving. Sure, you could look at the box score and be like, hey, not bad. But eye test-wise, Kyrie sucked. He forced so many shots. Sure, you could say the spacing really wasn't ideal for Kyrie. A lot of times when he drove to the basket, there were like three or four guys who took a step in, step or two, too deep into the, into you know, out. In I can't even talk. I'm so juiced. There were some times where when Kyrie would drive into the key, what you want. What you want to happen when Kyrie's driving into the key is you want everyone outside of the three-point line or at minimum one step within. But there were times where there were guys, three or four guys within two or three steps within the three-point line, and that can't happen. He took so many stupid shots, so many stupid shots. He couldn't even defend George Hill, and George Hill did a good job defending him. If you can't defend George Hill, then fuck. I mean, I'm sorry, if you can't defend George Hill, I'll let that slide, okay, sure, because originally you're a shitty defender, but if you can't be better than George Hill when he defends you, leave, go away, I don't care, it's not worth it, I mean, Terry Rozier isn't worth it either, guy went scoreless in a playoff game, Ben Simmons can't even do that, Eric Bledsoe can't even do that. Guy talks so much crap. Literally today, or whenever the hell you are listening to this, Friday, Jackie McMullen, one of the greatest sports writers of all time. She's unbelievable. She's a great sports writer. Did a great article on Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie called himself a genius when it comes to the game of basketball. But you can't go past George Hill when he's defending you. You're not a fucking genius. Because if that's the fucking case, if you can't get past George Hill, then guess what? George Hill is fucking Einstein. (laughs) But hey, you know what? Let's break down the game, shall we? First quarter, the Celtics, you know, they came out swinging. Had a lot of good shots. But they weren't really creating the wall for Giannis. And Giannis kind of went in a little bit and, and did his thing. And... That's why he ended up with 32 points. And the guy the Celtics really did get a lot of good looks. The crowd was into it. They got going early to the point where there was a dude, and I have to I have to shout out this dude in front of me. Number one, he was wearing a jean jacket. I don't know if that's the thing for the male race. Not my thing. Jean jackets, I'm all set. He was wearing a bucks jersey. I was loud. I kept my cool and he was like hey man I respect you he he was just like but this is great to watch and I was like hey man I really appreciate you as long as you're not an you know a Knicks fan or a Lakers fan and he's like I might be a Knicks fan next year when Kyrie goes there and I thought you know what hey man that's pretty funny but I pissed that dude off so much he didn't come back for the rest of the game he was done after the first quarter so I guess I won tonight and not anyone else but the crowd was into it, and the Celtics didn't react to it. You know, the Celtics got up, what, 8, 9, 11 points in the second quarter, and they could have just stepped on their throats, and they didn't. The adversity, what I mentioned, number 10, the most important part of tonight's game, adversity. Celtics failed <clears throat> miserably. Jason Tatum, I, I know I mentioned it earlier, but just bravo to him. He took smart shots. He took the right shots. He took a step in. The Bucks were biting on every single one of his shot fakes. And there were times he was aggressive, going to the hoop, he didn't get called. And sure, he complained. There were a couple of them he he deserved to complain about, and that's fine. But I was just happy with the progress, because now Mike Busenhoser, or Busenhoser, or Rowan Gardner, or Henry Gardenhoser from, like, Rookie of the Year, whatever Busenhoser's name is. Hello, son. I'm looking for Henry Ruhlenfurter. Raven Boozer. Rosenbagger, warm up. You're going in. Garden hoser. Oh. Ruling Groder. Hey, way to go, Ronald Mucker. Ron Gardner, you're going in. They got to they gotta make some changes, so hopefully, hopefully that opens up to some other things. But, you know, to get back to Kyrie, I'm really mad at him. And I'm the biggest Kyrie stand in the world. He's a Duke guy. I've always wanted him here. I think he's so much better than Isaiah Thomas. He's a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. He's got a ring, he knows how to lead. No, no, I'm sorry. He doesn't know how to lead. (laughs) (laughs) He's just disappointing. To call yourself a genius of the game of basketball and to perform the way that you did tonight, you bit yourself in the butt, bud. You really did. I mean, the Celtics in the second quarter, guys, shot 47% from the field, 50% from three. They had five five turnovers, and they lost the second quarter by four points. So, again... The Celtics win the first quarter, Celtics win the fourth quarter, Celtics lose the second quarter by four, lose the third quarter by nine. Remember how I have, how I've mentioned like all season, the Celtics can't do these like 30, 32, 33 point quarters that they give up to the other team. The Bucks scored 40 points in the third quarter, guys. Joke. Absolute joke. The Celtics have to take care of the basketball. To have five turnovers to play that well. If the Celtics only have one turnover throughout that process of that second quarter, To shoot 47% from the field and 50% from the three-point line in a quarter where you usually suck at, gross, gross. I mean, they're up one. They're, they really are. And there were some times, you know, like after halftime, they're up one. There were some times where Kyrie got some calls, you know, should have gotten some calls and he didn't. And I'm not here for that, okay? I'm not here for the whole ref thing. You know, there were a lot of calls on Giannis I didn't mind. You know, they are what they were. If it was the other way around, Celtics fans would be like, great call, great call. Loved it. I get all that. My issue is two things. Number one, just call him when you see him. I think that was my biggest issue tonight. There were a lot of delayed whistles, a lot of, will Giannis fall over? And if he does, he'll get a foul call. And that's fine if that's how they want to call it. My whole thing is, is just call it when you see it. If you think he got hit and you think he's going to fall to the ground, just call it when you see it. And I think that's a, I, I feel like that's a fair assessment. Just call it when you see it. There was one call that really drove me nuts, and that was the Jalen Brown, Eric Bledsoe. Early in the third quarter, maybe halfway through the third quarter, where Bledsoe literally lost control of the basketball. Jalen Brown was playing good defense. Mike Ro Rowan Gardner, whatever the hell it is, literally was just like, Hey, that should be a foul. Like, put his hands up. And the ref blew the whistle, put his hand down. was like, everyone needs to calm down. Realized, holy shit, I fucked up. And he still called a foul on Jalen Brown. That was probably my only complaint throughout the entire game because Celtics had 27 fouls. Bucks had 26 fouls. Celtics took, what, four less free throws. I don't care if they're at home. The Celtics made 30 out of 32. The Bucks 24 to 36. I'm dropping shit left and right. Whatever, I don't care. I don't. I really don't care. It just sucks. This this one hurts, guys, because they. I feel like they did such a good job on so many things tonight. I mean, the Celtics had a chance to get it back into this game. You know, there was one point in the third quarter where Middleton was wide open for a three, and Jalen just should have let him be, just let him hit it. But instead, Jalen flew at him, got a foul, and Middleton hit the free throw and won four point play. And sure, the next time down, Jalen Brown came down and used Tatum back out to Jalen Brown. A strong first half. Oh, whoa, yeah. strong and caught a body. Oh boy. And I'm very happy that Jalen didn't flex on him because he shouldn't have. And guys, I, I feel like, you know, I might have had a victory with the dude in front of me who didn't come back for the rest of the game. But, guys, Jalen Brown had two assists tonight. Like, if the NBA was based on that, the Celtics would have won tonight because Jalen Brown with two assists? Holy guacamole. That's incredible. You don't see that every day, folks. You don't. I mean, the Celtics had 24 assists tonight. The Bucks only 23. It would have been tied if it wasn't for Jalen Brown having that extra assist. Great, great job, Jalen. Great job. And that's how, that's how, like, sad I am about this that I'm giving props Jalen Brown for doing something that he's supposed to be doing when he's on the basketball court. Absolutely unbelievable. You know, and you could say the Celtics had some chances to get back in this game. They really did. I mean, George Hill hit a three to put the, what was it? To put the bucks up six. And then Kyrie down the court was like, Oh, if George Hill hit one, then I'm going to hit one. And he took a dumb three pointer with like 30 seconds left in the third quarter because and it was just ridiculous, like George Hill hit one, dude, you played bad defense, that doesn't mean you have to go down the court, and Jack went up. the Celtics could have got a two from one, and they didn't, and then after that, it was over. It was absolutely over, and it and it just sucks and it and it made you want to think, did LeBron want to play with George Hill or Kyrie Irving because if you were to base base it on tonight's game, if you're LeBron James, you're like, "Hey, Ty Lue, go get George Hill, I want him to be my point guard, absolutely ridiculous. And the last thing that I want to talk about about this game before I talk about the preview for Game 4 real quick. The fact that I've been doing this for like 25 minutes is fascinating to me because I'm so tired. And my voice is shot. So I apologize for sounding like I smoked 78 packs of Newport lights. But Eric Bledsoe was in the post tonight one time. I think it was early in the fourth quarter. And Eric Bledsoe bodied Jason Tatum like he was more physical than Jason Tatum and that really upset me it just made me sad like Eric is a physical he's a physical dude I mean he's a big dude he lifts weights he does it's a thing Jason Tatum on the other hand doesn't lift weights and listen I got the electronic le- sneakers like Jason Tatum I'm all about them but maybe Jason Tatum just needs to bend down and maybe just tie some sneakers every once in a while to get some muscle Because clearly he's not doing anything else. Eric Bledsoe is putting him in the post and bodying him in the post. It's absolutely unbelievable. Okay. Game four. Must win for the Celtics. I thought this was a must win for the Celtics. This is a must, 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 must win for the Celtics. So here are the five keys to the game because I tried 10 and it didn't even work. So here are the five. Number, we'll, we'll, you know what, we'll go 5-1 to one, okay, I, I have them listed 1-5, to five, but we'll go 5-1 to one. number 5, take care of the goddamn basketball play like a team and stop making dumb mistakes okay, each game of the series the Celtics have gotten more and more turnovers, that's bad news, you know, you had one quarter in the third quarter where you, you only had one or two turnovers do that all four quarters or three out of the four quarters Then you're only at like, you know, like one quarter. If you want to come out a little nervous, you know, Monday night, 7 o'clock, TNT, fine. I don't care. Come out nervous. Have some turnovers. But if you only have like two turnovers in the second quarter, two turnovers in the third quarter, two turnovers in the fourth quarter, so be it. That's fine. I don't care. Do it. Just take care of the basketball, please. Number four you got to be more physical. I felt like tonight, Giannis, there, there was no physicality towards Giannis. I feel like a lot of times when we went to the rim, it was the proper foul being called, but they were soft fouls. So be more physical. Let him feel it. Let him just, Giannis isn't going to be afraid to go to the basket, but make him just maybe think about it twice for like half a second. Is that a lot to ask? So be more physical. If that means you got to bring Baines back because Shemi would rather play, you know, more like proper defense. Because, like, Shemi's posture is unbelievable. Here I am recording this podcast, and I literally feel like the hunchback of Notre Dame. I feel like I'm going to be, like, 41 years old. And I'm going to be like, hello, I'm the hunchback of Notre Dame, you know. But Shemi's got a great posture. So someone's got to be more physical if Shemi's going to be more worried about his posture than being physical. Number three, the Celtics can't rely on the three that much. I mean, after game two, Kyrie's like, it's ridiculous that the Bucs took 47 three-pointers after the game because I'm a genius of the game of basketball. Celtics took 43 pointers tonight. Don't rely on the three so much. Rely on your game. Rely on long twos, get into the basket, get into the free throw line again, make it happen. Number two, don't worry about the refs. If I'm the NBA... As much as the Celtics have a big market, I want Embiid versus Giannis. It's good globally. It's good for like a small market like Milwaukee. I'm not into this whole like the NBA is fixed and stuff. But if you're one of those people that's like that, let me put it to you this way. Embiid versus Giannis is going to sell tickets. Simple as that. It's going to make people watch. But I don't think that's why the NBA is the NBA. The NBA is the NBA because I think it's a great sport. And they have a lot of great owners. They have a lot of great players. They have a lot of great teams. I The only thing I really don't like about the NBA right now, and I can't believe I'm going down this deep and dark hole, is the fact that everyone's too friendly. I don't like that. I need some physicality. I need some hatred. Like Marcus Morris. Like Marcus Morris, by the way, fantastic. He's been fantastic this whole series. Absolutely solid. And he hates everyone he plays against. And I love that about him. Stand by your man. And then number one, and this needs to be said loud and clear. The bench has to play better. The Bucks bench has scored 108 points in this series. The Celtics bench has scored 79 points this series. You guys ready for this? You ready? Game one. Celtics won by 22, right? Game two, Bucks won by how many? Twenty-one, right? Game three, Bucks won by seven, right? Twenty-one plus seven is what? Twenty-eight, right? So the difference between those two games is twenty-eight points. The difference between the Celtics bench and the Bucks bench is twenty-nine points. The bench has to play better. Terry Rozier can't go scoreless. Gordon Hayward needs to have a big game. Shemi Ojolet needs to have more than six points. Baines needs to have even more than that. I understand Marcus Smart is missing, which means Jalen Brown technically is part of the bench. But guess what? Marcus Smart ain't playing. No one's making an excuse for the Bucs because Brogdon isn't playing. And by the way, if Brogdon plays for game four, that changes everything. You might not see George Hill that much, which might be a good thing for Kyrie. Take care of the basketball. Be more physical. Don't rely on the three that much. Don't care about the refs. And the bench has to play better. That's it. Episode 43 in the books. I literally have to be at work in like three hours. I'm going to go take a nap. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Sorry about my voice. Sorry about my attitude. I just don't want my Celtics season to end. I love them so much. I need them in my life every single day. I don't want them to lose. So they better win Monday. Episode 44. We'll be out Monday night after game four. But for now, have a great weekend. Toodles and noodles, X's and O's. Kyrie, bud, step up. Be the genius that you are. Toodles and noodles, X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best please each and every one of you good night